Hey, Curtis. Hey, Oz. What do you got for us this week? Hey, Oz, this week we got Wednesday crossed with the witches plus some what we do in the shadows meets Street Fighter. Who are you kidding? This week we're talking about the Adams Family. Street Fighter. I that I don't mind that movie. Really? I've never seen it from beginning to end. Uh, it's, but it's, oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Well, it's but, it's fun bad. Yes, it's but it's like you're making you're making a movie about a game with zero plot. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, it's so again, like we've talked a little bit pre-show, it's about the characters. And so oh, yeah. it 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 is it's just dumb fun. Well, and you know, we're going to cast that that classic American actor Jean-Claude Van Damme exactly. as, as Guile. Yeah. <laughs> and they do a great job of making everyone look like the character. I mean, sure. they really they they do a great job. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Costu- costuming's not bad. No, but it's like let's make this movie and the only thing that's going to make this movie work is Raul Julia. Like uh-huh. and he absolutely does. It's like let's Oh yeah, put yeah, him Raul Julia is great in it. Everybody let's else is Put him is in terrible. there and uh, make sure we've got a craft table. <laughs> full of of scenery to chew uh-huh. uh, and he will yeah like let's take a break and get some food i'm good everybody <laughs> i'm i'm full i'm full on scenery <laughs> right i've been chewing the plot so uh welcome back to another episode of let's talk about flicks the weekly podcast where we take a monthly theme and we're wrapping up the theme this we month. are we're coming to an end of july and our theme this month is good movies based on tv shows yes and it- as opposed to the June theme, which was bad, bad movies, movies based on TV shows. And we will reveal August's theme at the end mm-hmm. of this episode. But first, we do want to give a shout-out to our Patreon subscribers, Don S, Aaron A, and Mandy K. Thank you again for your patronage. Yes, thank you times three. Yeah, I think I say their names more than I say the names of my own children. Uh, a little, uh, one of our Patreons spilled to me the other day that uh, the Lyle has been contemplating signing up, but, uh, but he's not sure how. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, click the link down below. Yes, yes. And follow the prompts. <laughs> follow the instructions. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the oh, I'd love to get the Lyle on board. Yes, I'd love to get the Lyle on the show. We also had a possible suggestion. Yeah, that would be amazing as well. We also had a possible suggestion of uh, you know Patreon member month where we just oh, let yeah. the Patreons pick the themes. I like that. Pick, pick the movies, I should say. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Patreon's choice. Yeah, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And if they want to join us on set episode, sure. that would yeah, be, be great, great, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like that idea. I'll have to uh-huh. get that down. I'm going to add that to monthly co- topics right now. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at the Adams Family. and uh, 1991 Barry Sonnenfeld opus. Uh, are you a Barry Sonnenfeld fan? Yeah, I mean, he came up with the Coens, so I mean, you can't hate him for that. I, I'm, I, I think he's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. As, as far as, as far as like his his work behind the camera. I mean, the Adams Family's fun. Yeah. And then there's like Get Shorty, which, and then Men in Black, eh, yeah. and, and yeah, then. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I and feel then, like he's. And then Wicked Wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wild Wild Yeah. Uh, I think Barry Sonnenfeld. <laughs> Has has a range mm-hmm. of what he's capable of, um, and he he stays in within that range. Like, yes. you know, it, it's it's not one of those where you like you can tell when you're where, when you're watching a Barry Sonnenfeld movie. But if they revealed at the end who directed it, and you're like, ah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you know, unlike a Spielberg or a Cohen, where it's like you'd watch it and be like. Wow, you know, this is a great film. It doesn't surprise me they made it, but yeah. it doesn't like fit a mold. I feel like Sonnenfeld's movies fit a little bit of a mold, um, yeah. which is okay. Which is okay. They're again, they're fun. It wouldn't surprise me, and I don't know who directed the Night at the Museum movies, but that was uh, that was Sean Levy, the guy. Okay. He's he's good buddies with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, but like that. That feels like had they made that a little earlier, it would have been like a Barry Sonnenfeld. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's a good comp. Yeah, just real <laughs> safe and uh, yeah, kind of sanitized. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, I have the or the casting this month. Yes, you got so. the characters. I got the plot. So who who was in the Adams family, the um, titular Adams family? <laughs> Let's see. You've got the Adams family. Um, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Uh, so you are looking at. Gomez and Morticia Adams. What I love about the Adams family, and and I'm assuming that this come on, did this come after the Munsters? Was the Munsters first in the in the '60s? I honestly don't remember. Um, I'm thinking the Munsters may have come first, but either way, this one of them is a rip off of the other. Yeah. Um, and so, what I really like about the dynamic of the two families, the Munsters or the Adamses, is um, is I'd like to see the backstory on how they got so many like like horror lore characters together. According to the Internet Movie Database, they both debuted in 1964. Okay, so. okay, so fair enough. Uh, but I, you know, like I would love to. I would love to see like how did you, how did how did this nuclear family consist of, <laughs> you know, a vampire and a witch and you know, grandma. Even though the, I know the term gypsy is a little, it's a little dated yeah. now. But yeah. like you know, um, but it's like how, how do they get them all together? But anyway, you've got you've got Gomez and Morticia Adams played just beautifully by Raul oh, Julia. Oh my and god, Kelsey. two amazing performances. Yeah, like these two carry this film. Like oh yeah, they were born to play these right. roles. I would, and I honestly, I would put Christina Ricci's Wednesday Adams on there as well. I think, yeah, yeah, she I think was great. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, child perfect, actor performance, perfect Wednesday Adams. So uh, the other, the other Adams is you've got Jimmy Workman as Pugsley Adams, mm-hmm. who he's fine. Like, sure, he's there. Yeah, I'd they don't say, ask him to do too much, and that's a okay. But that's how the show was as well. Like yeah. the Pugsley Adams is just like the punching bag of Wednesday, um, and you've got Christopher Lloyd playing. Uncle Fester slash Gordon. Uncle quote-unquote Fester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, Judith Molina, as, as it says here, as Grandmama. Uh, Larry Johnson was unavailable. Yes, yeah, Larry Johnson was there. <laughs> you got Carol. Around the same time as well. It was, it was, yeah. it was like 91, 92 was, was Larry Johnson's Grandmama character. Yeah, you've got Carol Stroiken as Lurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Hart as the thing, which just his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at the end at the at the ball, they've got um, cousin It showing up, which is a very minor role, but cousin It is is a fan favorite of the show. Yeah. Played by John Franklin. So there's your there's your Adamses. You have other characters um, in the movie that are just there f- for the plot, like whatever. Yeah. You've got. Um, Christopher, you've got Fest, quote unquote, Fester Gordon's Mm -hmm. um, mom, Elizabeth Wilson, playing Abigail Craven. She's also playing Doctor Something Something. Yes, Doctor Um, Whatever, Doctor Psychiatrist. um, (laughs) You got Dan Hedaya. (laughs) I love Dan Hedaya. (laughs) Like Commando's own Dan Hedaya Uh playing Tully Alfred, Um, which is funny because. Sully. That was Sully in that. And, Sully. Sully. Yeah. It went from Sully to Tully. Yeah. Uh, you got <laughs> hey, Dana- hey, t- hey, Tully. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got Dana Ivy as his wife, Margaret. Uh, then you got Paul Benedict playing the judge that lives next door. And yeah. Then you just have other people, like whatever. Sure. You got a Girl Scout, and you got Sally Jesse Raphael, and <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, it's really you've got the Adamses, and then everyone else tertiary characters. Yeah, Dan well, it, had, it, it is called the Adams Family, not exactly. the ter- not the tertiary characters. <laughs> right, that would be it'd be a different movie. <laughs> but that's it. What do you got for plot? Well, as far as a plot goes, again, 1991 Baron Sonnenfeld movie. We open on Christmas carolers singing Deck the Halls. I love this opening. Yeah, outside of the Adams home. And above them on the roof uh, is the family, Lurch, and the grandmother. They hold a hot cauldron of something over the singers as they're about to dump it. And then you cue the theme song. Yeah. Just just super fun to love. Oh, yeah. And just, like, this is, like, the first 30 seconds you see exactly what this family is. Yes. 
Yeah, just just they're dark. They live for like yeah. torture, and yeah. everything's macabre and grim, exactly. <laughs> gothic, and yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So after the theme song's done, uh, the thing scurries across the floor, stopped uh, stops by Gomez. Gomez expositions. They've been trying to contact Fester for twenty five years. So that there's there's the there's the through line right there. Right, yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kinda roll my eyes a little bit, you know, at these moments when characters just basically exposition things. Right. Oh, I've been I'm so I'm so uh in the dumps for missing Fester for twenty five years. I wish we didn't have that falling out twenty five years ago. <laughs> like, it, well, yeah, and twenty five years seemed like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, to watch Gomez, like it's almost like he he only he only gets down in the dumps like this when he's by himself. Because obviously, yeah. whenever Mortish's around, he's Tish. Yeah, he oh, is, Tish. He's ready to go. Like, but uh, I, I, love, I, I love their relationship, I know, which, I which is going to come back up at the end. I do yeah. too. But uh, but it is it is it's just so like oh, twenty five years. Like, I, I'm like. I, I admire that you're still looking, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, like it's like a, it's like the the guilty dream sequence in a Christmas story when when yeah. Ralphie Ralphie comes home with soap poisoning, <laughs> he's he's blind, soap. <laughs> soap poisoning, and then the mom is like, oh, <laughs> <Dear> McGavin's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what did we do? Oh, we should have used my boy. <laughs> so and then poisoning he the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very similar to this. And Gomez is like, oh, faster oh, twenty five years. <laughs> oh, no one's gonna know what the plot of this movie is if I don't tell them right now. If I, if I don't, oh, twenty five years and no faster. <laughs> we get to know some of the other family members here early on. Oz in the kids' room. Wednesday fires an, an arrow at a tied up Pugsley with an apple in his mouth. In his mouth. And, and, yes. In his mouth. And again, there's, I didn't even, I, you know, I was, I was taking notes for this. I didn't even take down half of the bits that they oh, did. No, just because there no, were so, so many. many things going on. Uh, the hopeless romantic Gomez asks Morticia if she is unhappy and she smiles demurely and says, completely. <laughs> <laughs> Gomez, last night you were a desperate howling demon. Do it again. It's, it's just, I yeah. love these oh, lines yeah. in the back and forth between them. Uh, Gomez hits golf balls, as you kind of mentioned before, off off of a ledge. Uh, the thing, of course, is holding the golf ball, <laughs> right, which, is, yeah. which is a great little sight gag. Uh, and the golf balls, of course, are breaking the neighbor's window. You the aforementioned judge. Going uh, into those fruit loops. Yeah. Uh, as they're... Yeah, exactly. Uh, as they're... Uh, Morticia is cutting the the heads off the roses in their in their garden. Uh, she says to Gomez, who's again mourning Fester because that's what he does. Yeah. Don't torture yourself, Gomez. That's my job. it really lays it on thick. But I just I can't get enough well, of, of the two of them going back. Like and their forth. performances, yeah. just like it, it just they're just great performances out yeah. of these two. Yeah. I mean, the chemistry between these two is so good anyway yeah. that these like really cheesy line deliveries. Work. It just works. Yeah. It works. Even though, even though it's like, uh, in a lesser movie, you know, you'd be, Oh God. Exactly. I, but yeah, these two, they just sell it so well. Yeah. Uh, thus why it's in good movies based yeah. on TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tully, the family lawyer played by, by the aforementioned Dan Hedaya, the hairiest <laughs> man alive, yeah. Dan Hedaya. Yeah. Apparently he's not a dictator anymore. Yeah, no, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a lone, he's just a lawyer. One of my favorite Dan Hedaya roles, um, a couple years ago, uh, former Patreon subscriber Melissa L and I were watching uh, were watching old episodes of Cheers, uh-huh. and he plays uh, Rhea Perlman's or Carla's uh, ex husband. Oh, you know, they, right. They have yeah. like several kids together, and and every season he would show up for an episode and try to like woo her and bring her back, and it was just, it was just hysterical watching right. Dan Hedaya and Rhea Perlman <laughs> go back and forth. <laughs> So Tully, the family lawyer, and Margaret, his wife, arrive to talk about an upcoming charity auction as well as to take care of this month's expenses, because that, that's what he does. Tully and Gomez immediately engage in a sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> because that's Dirty pool, do. old man. Yes, dirty pool. Because <laughs> that's what they do. And, yeah. and again, Tully is not surprised that this happens. No, he's, he's not, almost prepared. Yeah, he just goes with the bit. Uh, just to indicate how commonplace it is. I, I love at the end of it, Gomez does three backflips 
and a round off to catch a pen and a sword in each hand at his desk. <laughs> he just does that Raul Julia look on his face when he does yeah. it. Like, aha! <laughs> uh, Tully watches Gomez go into a secret chamber uh, to go into uh, the, fa- the family treasury to get money for the family's monthly expenses. So he just gives him gold. Yeah, yeah, it's like gold coins is all yeah. it is. Uh, they plan to hold a seance for Fester that evening, and Morticia, of course, invites them because apparently they're the only friends they have outside of the home. Right. Uh, back at Tully's office, Abigail Craven and her adopted son, Gordon, wait for him because Tully owes her money. Tully says, I'm trying to get the Adams money, but I just can't. Uh, and the Tully notices that Gordon looks just like Fester Adams. Uh, Tully that expositions that Fester's been missing for 25 years. Right. And he, Go, Gomez had a fight, feels guilty, so they put the plans into place, Oz. Gordon is going to impersonate Fester so that they can try to get into the family's loot. Yeah. So that's basically the whole that's driving the plot, plot, yeah. So back at the Adams, they prepare for the seance. Uh, Wednesday, I love Wednesday and Pugsley play with a metal antenna during a lightning storm. I which just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of a Simpsons bit. It's the softball episode where Homer uh, had carved Wonder Bat uh, out of a tree okay. in his backyard that was struck by lightning. So he, he's recounting the tale to the fan, or no, it was to Lenny and Carl as to how he he came up with Wonder Bat. Like, I locked myself out of the house during a terrible rainstorm. I covered myself with a large piece of sheet metal and hid <laughs> under the tallest tree I could find. <laughs> I don't know why that brought me back to there, but whatever. It's our podcast, not yours, folks. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You don't like it, leave. Yeah. Stick around. So, so Grandmama is... Le- Larry Johnson is leading the seance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Former Charlotte Hornet forward, Larry Johnson is leading the seance. Uh, and she calls out, she requests that Fester knock on the door three times. And we he hear does. three knocks on the door. Fester's back, folks. He's joined by Abigail in character as a German psychiatrist. Who Dr. Works, Greta Penderschloss. <laughs> who works for the Florida Human Services. Yeah. And says Fester was found in a tuna net in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, later, Fester, they get him settled in into his home. Welcome back, Fester. Everybody's so great, so glad to see him. Uh, Fester, quote-unquote, uh, gets settled into his house, looks out of his door, and Wednesday is just there staring at him. Mm-hmm. Just standing there. Deadpan look on her face, no blinking. She's just staring, staring at him. So she, kn- she knows something's up. In the morning, Fest- Fester, quote-unquote, says he slept well, unlike before, and Wednesday questions it. Uh, later on, Oz, Gomez brings Fester slash Gordon to the vault. Fester discovers the money room while Gomez How? looks for old, through old film reels from their youth. Go ahead. How far away is this vault? <laughs> I know, I know, they get down. They, they go down a series of slides. Yeah. Like super we, happy fun slides. Yeah, exactly. In, you know, almost like you're expecting them to drop off into the running man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to start running. And, and uh, But then they get on a, on a gondola and yeah. <laughs> ride that for a while. Oh, well, Gomez puts on the hat. That was my favorite part of the whole sequence. <laughs> Gomez puts on the gondola driver it's like hat. It's time. <laughs> but, it, but it's like, the, then they're, they're in like the catacombs. Like, like. They've got a big home, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, you know, they're like on this gondola ride for quite a while. Yeah, and yeah, they are. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like, how far, like, how much underground do the do the Adamses own, and how far away is this vault? <laughs> it's like Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they have to, uh, have to go on that, that boat. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's very extensive. <laughs> but it's fun, like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, like, Gomez putting on that hat is... Just... Yeah, that, that, that's my favorite part of that sequence is he stops <laughs> to put on the hat. <laughs> he sings the entire way. Gomez apologizes to Fester for wooing twin sisters Flora and Fauna in their youth. It turns out that this falling out was because Gomez was jealous of Fester because yeah. Fester was the ladies' man. Yeah. And, and <laughs> not to be too judgmental, but given how Fester looks and how Gomez looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, yep. 
always enjoyed the name Fester. Like, <laughs> it's as, a great name, yeah. As a verb, it is not something one wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, as a name, it's like, oh, that fits perfectly. It, it is. It's, it's great. Uh, Gomez proceeds to put Fester in a headlock, uh, and he can't remember their secret password, so Gomez starts to doubt things here. Yes. So kind of like Wednesday, there's already exactly. some, some doubt here. Is this the real, authentic Fester? Uh, as Morticia prepares to leave for the auction, Wednesday speculates to Pugsley that Fester is not the real Fester. Uh, in the meantime, Wednesday straps Pugsley to an electric chair, which, right. again, yeah. Just Ma- to which Morticia says, we don't have time. And then, yeah. and then Pugsley's begging, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she actually does flip the yeah, switch. She lets him. Yeah, and, you, okay. and, and Christina Ricci gives this great, like, like just demonic look. Oh, yeah. She, she was so great in this role. Uh, at the at the the auction, Gomez and, and Morticia they they donated like a like finger this trap. like like Eastern Asian like like uh, inspired finger trap, and they end up outbidding each other <laughs> as, as they they escalate their own romantic tensions and end up oh my gosh yeah. just like, making out there in front of you know hundreds of people at this yeah, charity they, they auction. donated to auction and then end up buying it for fifty thousand dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> just because because they've turned each other on and, and, and that's how things escalate yeah the judge started the bidding at five thousand to which Gomez thought that was too low so then yeah. he bid fifteen thousand yeah. and then Morticia <laughs> like they just kept bidding against each other for yeah. something that was already theirs. <laughs> Later on, back at home, Gomez screams that Fester is an imposter, Oz. That is not my brother. That is not the real Fester. However, the psychiatrist convinces Gomez that he is displacing his feelings of resentment onto Fester. Because that's how mental health works. As as Gomez is playing with his trains. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which... There is a little scene that I got a kick out of, and yeah. I always, I've always enjoyed it. Like he's playing with his trains. Everybody in the house, it's shaking the house. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that sequence. Everybody in the house is aware that he's playing with his trains, and are like, "Uh oh, like <laughs> Dad's playing with his trains again." Yeah, ever. It's like the only thing that scares them. Right. The and, only uh, time they're ever genuinely there, afraid. There's one, one little quick little like shot of, like the inside of this train. Yeah, the the, the guy. <laughs> it was director Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah. Um, so, but there's a guy in the train reading the paper, and as it drives by Gomez's face, and he's just yeah. so ah. dumb. Like, yeah. It's like, I was like, it's like, you know, how did they get the guy in the train? Like, <laughs> do they have this little guy? And, or is Gomez, like, is his thing is he's, he's like a giant, like, and he's playing with real trains? Because we've seen how big their gondola ride to the, like, yeah. He very well could be having two full-sized locomotives in his basement. <laughs> yes, I, 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 the train sequence is incredibly fun. Uh, is in, fun. The, in the meantime, Fester <clears throat> is playing with the kids, and, and he's starting to form a relationship with them, Gordon slash Fester. Uh, he, he reads to them about scabs. He, he <laughs> teaches them how to stab people or wear in the jugular. They blow a hole in the ground with dynamite. They're having a grand old time. Yeah. Uh, Gordon's mother then shides him. You're getting in too deep, Gordon. Especially after he says he wants to go to the kids' school concert instead of helping her kind of try to sneak into the vault. Right. Gomez finally comes around, tells Festers he's home, he belongs here, and they start bonding by hitting golf balls into the judge's house. (laughs) Uh, At the kids' school during the concert, uh, Wednesday's teacher shares her concerns with Morticia about <laughs> Wednesday. A fun theme too. Yeah. Uh, Gomez and Morticia are bored. Oh my god. Bored to tears as the other kids perform like your traditional like elementary school yeah. like you know like little little concert. <laughs> uh, Fester, quote unquote, encourages Pugsley and Wednesday to do their the routine that they planned, a bloody sword fight, uh, which is another just fun sequence. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love I love I love SNL themed like blood fountains. Like, yeah, they, it's just yeah they 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 cut quote unquote cut each other. Yeah. you know with the swords and it's just blood you know spraying just, everywhere. Yeah, and it's gallons like, of so, it. It's so much that it's not even like offensive anymore. It's just funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like Evil Dead Two esque. Yeah. Now, at the Adams' Abigail is there to, uh, looking for Gordon to, to break into the vault, but he's not there. Uh, she tries to break in, but the landscaping ensnares her because 
right. know, every, everything is alive and whatnot. So, <laughs> uh, at breakfast the next morning, Fester tells the kids how proud he is of their performance. The psychiatrist walks in and says, "Fester must go. He's been here too long. He, he can only be here for a week. That's it." Yeah. Gomez and Morticia have planned a farewell party. Oz, everyone's coming, and Abigail lays into Gordon. She's she's uh, she's his family, not yeah. them. Uh, the party is underway. Everyone's dancing. A snake charmer plays while his cobra dances. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's playing like the saxophone with a snake. Yeah, <laughs> this was a great scene too. It, I yeah, really, I, I love some of these the little of the little like cutaway gags, like like the snake charmer. Uh, it arrives, as you said before. It is there uh, in a car, playing too legit to quit. Yeah, by yeah. Well, Hammer. Yeah, MC Hammer did the Adams Family. He did an Adams uh-huh. Family song for this yes. movie so that's gonna come up later yeah i, left it <laughs> out. I had a us, feeling yeah. you'd probably take it so i like if, if, if you want to go ahead no 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 i'm good uh it and margaret end up kind of dancing and forming a little special bond there as well uh wednesday is sent to check on fester and she walks in on abigail shaving gordon's head while they're while they're monologuing their 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 plan <laughs> right yeah <laughs> that they're already well aware of because they've yes in the plan from the start but we yes. need to talk about it yeah, we need to say out this loud. out loud. Yeah, he chases her into the cemetery. Doesn't catch her. Back in the dance, uh, the Amor twins, Flora and Fauna, have arrived. Uh, Morticia tells them, "How can I compete? You're twice the woman I am, because <laughs> they're conjoined twins." Right. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, a, a bit later, the twins tell Tully that Fester is older and technically owns everything. Tully did not know that. Uh, after not finding Wednesday, Fester goes to the dance to keep up the ruse. Uh, Gomez says he and Fester will dance the mamushka. Uh, the dance of brotherly love, the mm-hmm. mamushka. And what a dance it is, Oz. Yeah. It's uh, Polish for Philadelphia. <laughs> the, the dance involves throwing knives at each other. Yep. And, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. much fun, though. Fester has a blast. <laughs> Uh, it, it it continues to woo Margaret, but as you said, yeah, Fester has a, has a blast. Uh, he doesn't want to leave. Abigail continues guilting Gordon as he had walked into the room singing and dancing at a great time. Uh, Tolly talks to the judge neighbor and asks if he want to take care takes care of the uh, the Adams once and for all. The family realizes Wednesday's missing. They split up. They uh, to find her and to do so, they have to go out off the property. And when they come back. The place is locked up, Oz. Yeah, because a uh, the the judge had had issued a restraining order that that quickly. Oh yeah, and has declared that Fester is the owner of the house and the wealth, and that Fester has this restraining order. So go, they they end up going to a motel, Oz. <laughs> I know things. In this this fish yes. fish out of water that you love so much. Yeah, and and, and and at this point, there's like 20 minutes left in the film. Yeah, yeah. So like, it really throws them into this quickly. Uh, so yeah, there are a couple fish out of water moments that they're at this this standard motel. Gomez is just sunk into a deep depression. Mm-hmm. He's beside himself to the point that when he calls Sally Jesse, she knows his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, <laughs> I told you, Gomez, you gotta stop calling. <laughs> Uh, back in the Adams estate, Abigail, Gort, and Tully cannot get into the vault. They just they can't because there's so many booby traps. And, oh yeah, and lots such. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morticia goes to the estate to try to talk with Fester, but they end up capturing, capturing her and tying her up and torturing her, which she kind of delights in. Yeah, she. <laughs> Gomez arrives arrives front flipping through the window because because it had followed her and it, and found out what had happened. Uh, they get into a big sword fight. Uh, Gomez wins, but Abigail ends up holding a gun on him. Um, They give Gomez an hour to get into the vault. (laughs) Gomez, of course, is turned on by the bound Morticia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Abigail starts laying into Gordon again. I should have never taken you in. He grabs a book called Hurricane Irene because, Oz, it's been established that whatever the title of the book is, the the book itself manifests. Right, yeah. Yeah. So he opens the Hurricane Irene book and it literally blows Abigail and Tully out of a window and into graves. <laughs> that already have, Lugsley, have dug and already have headstones for. <laughs> a bolt of lightning from the book hits Gordon in the head. And during the epilogue, seven months later, Oz, it turns out 
that that actually was Fester the whole time. Fester all along. It was Fester, and that he actually was found in a tuna net uh, 25 years ago at the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. As Fester and the kids run off to play Wake the Dead in the cemetery, as Morticia tells Gomez she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that, my friend, is 1991's The Addams Family. Yay! What a fun film. It really is fun. Yeah. Again, not, not the greatest of films, but no. a fun film. Uh-huh. So at this point in the show, folks, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film we've been yapping about, in this case, The Addams Family. Oz, how would you rate this flick? Uh, I'm going to give it seven dismembered hands. <laughs> seven dismembered hands? Yeah, seven things. Seven things, okay. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's... 400,000 strands of, uh, of it hair. Ooh, Perfect. cousin it. Nice. Which Tolly's wife like it falls immediately in love. understands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. I love the bit at the end when uh when Pinderschloss and Tolly get thrown into the graves and then they close and Pugsley goes, But aren't they still alive? And Wednesday just goes, Does it matter? <laughs> it's so dark. Yeah. Oh, next up, folks, we got Outside Insights. Oz and I have been scouring the interwebs, searching for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bone, and we hope they tickle yours as well. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? Uh, I have a one-star review left June 27th of last year on Letterboxd. It says, a remake more full of cheese than an American Thanksgiving dish of potatoes or gratin. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. like potatoes out gratin. I do too. <laughs> a mean-spirited remake of the knockoff Munsters, who at least were decent people. Here they decided to change to change from them well-meaning, if gullible rich people, to normal rich people. Snobby and able to get away with murder. Literally. Speaking of the Munsters, just go watch the show. It's better. <laughs> I, I have a feeling... I, I have a feeling this reviewer is not aware that the Adams Family was also a television show. <laughs> this is just a remake of the knockoff Munsters. Like, mm-hmm. no, they like you said, came out the same year. <laughs> I'm gonna stick up for the wealthy one percent and, yeah. and, and go after the Adams Family because they're too dark and spooky, right? Creepy and kooky, <laughs> exactly. Mysterious and ooky. <laughs> yeah, this remake more full of cheese than an American Thanksgiving dish of potatoes au gratin. Although like, I, I don't, I don't recognize potatoes au gratin as a Thanksgiving dish. I don't either, and yeah. I and I don't think it's necessary to establish that it's an American Thanksgiving dish. <laughs> like, I think we're the only country with Thanksgiving. Is au gratin? Is that French? Uh, I sure. Yes. Yes. Sure, we'll go with it. I it definitively is. state that Al Gratin is French. Yeah. <laughs> of, of German descent, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're closer. See, I'm I'm not of I'm not of uh, make I'm Brit. Uh, you're like English descent, I believe. So mm. you might be closer. I'm a hundred percent. To my knowledge, I'm a hundred percent German. That's fair enough. So. Mm. But that's mine. What do you have for your outside insight? Uh, I have two very short oh, outside insights. Fun. One is a 1 out of 10. One is a 10 out of 10. They both come from the Internet Movie Database. The 1 out of 10 comes from Helpless Dancer, left in April of 1999. I thought this slop would never end. Who wrote this? I demand to know. <laughs> this person should be ashamed. What a boring, pathetic mess. Lame jokes? They abounded. Silly dialogue? Plenty. This was simply a bad piece of film work. There must be an audience. There must be an audience for this drivel because it seems to be selling. What a world! <laughs> <laughs> what a world! Wicked Witch of the West wrote this one. Yeah. <laughs> what a world! What a world! What a world! <laughs> My ten out of ten, uh, also from the Internet Movie Database, was left by Bemo Nine in April two thousand nineteen. This movie is so well done, it still holds up today. I remember watching this as a kid and re-watching in present time and still enjoying every part. If you don't give this masterpiece a chance, I guarantee you're missing out on life. <laughs> guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee you're missing out on life, my friend. Oh, my. You have not lived until you've seen The Adam Family. 
<laughs> You're, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Missing out on life. I'm glad that I've experienced this movie. Uh huh. Therefore, therefore, my 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 uh, bucket list is complete. Yeah, my life is fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> no more existential crisis for me. <laughs> no. No, no more. <laughs> Walden's Pond for yeah, me. Yeah, see the Adams family. <laughs> Finally, folks, it's that bit you've all been waiting for, our signature segment, the 321, in which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one huh about the film in question, in this case, Barry Sonnenfield's The Adams Family. Oz, what are your three goods? Uh, my first good is the dedication to making sure if there's ever a shot of Morticia by herself that they give... That they give her eyes uh, yep, soft yep. lighting. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I I love that. It's it's very like Hammer horror film esque uh-huh. on like female vampire. Like I, I just love it. It's yeah, uh, and and so that's my first. Good. My second. Well, and, and it's but and it's. I will say, Oz, it's also before the time when you could do that digitally. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, they a, have like to do it. if you look closely in a lot of movies from the last like twenty years, like you'll see the like eyes or the area near the eyes are just subtly brighter. Mm-hmm. Than you know, like the other facial features, and that's intentional. That yeah. The filmmakers going back and, and softening that part. Yeah, but they had to do it all practically here. Oh yeah. So you know, kudos to the dedication because it's effective mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just it's just fun. Uh, my second is Morticia as a preschool teacher. Um, yep. <laughs> she's telling that story to the kids, and they all just start bawling. Yeah. Like, it's like, like slowly. It's like that scene in oh god, what was that Sandra Bullock movie we covered? Um, where, where she had to go to the, like Hope she was floats? getting, yes, Hope Floats, where she had to go to the job. Like oh, the, right. Oh, the, yeah. The employment agency. It's yeah. like Morticia kind of does that. Like yeah. she goes to the employment agency and they end up putting her at a preschool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. She, which is like not, we know it's not a good fit, but she's, she leans into it, but it's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, it, I, I, where? How do the Adamses make their money? I mean, obviously they don't have access to the vault, which is why they're going to get jobs. But how do they get all that money to begin with? Family wealth—that's what it I is. Guess so. I mm-hmm. guess. So. Well, I, yeah, I guess when you know vampires live forever. Yeah, generational you wealth. A, you never see a poor vampire. Um, <laughs> and my third good is uh, I originally had Wednesday and Pugsley's Pugsley's performance on stage. Um, but we covered that on the show. I changed it to the Going Away Party, Fester's Going Away Party. Okay, it's just fun. Um, yeah. it's, it's just the sight gags, um, you know, like I, even when, when Wednesday's dancing with that, you know, her cousin with the hump, um, yeah. and just the way he's flinging her around, Yeah, <laughs> but, but she's so dedicated to the character that she's just straight faced the entire, like yeah. just everything about that whole, that whole scene is just fun. Like. You finally get to see the Adamses around people similar to themselves. What was his name? Was it like Cousin Lumpy or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, he's got this like eraser head kind of hairdo. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and my, you've grown. And of course, she's more talking about the size of the hump on his back. Yeah. Than anything. <laughs> uh, but it's just really fun scene. That that going away party scene was, was again, like I said, it was fun to see the Adamses surrounded by like, like-minded, you know, people yeah. like themselves. So, what are your three goods? Uh, my first good, I'm going to start with an obvious one, and that's Raul Julia and yep. Angelica Houston. They are just, they are so perfect in this movie. Uh, they they play off each other so well. They are so bought into the characters. Like, like there's there's no sense of, of mailing it in. Like, they're all, they're, like, they're both just dialed up to ten oh, yeah. every <laughs> moment of this film. And it, it just, it gives this movie such a charm. The, mm-hmm. these, these two performances and just how they interact with each other as we mentioned before just how they constantly the characters constantly flirt with each other like he'll start speaking Spanish she'll start fr- speaking I think French and, yeah. and <laughs> it's just it's so great I, I love 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 those performances and, and those two characters uh, my second good uh, is, it's just a little throwaway bit as uh, Gomez and Fester are descending to the um to the to the vault, uh, I think Gomez. There's some kind of combination for for one of the one of the you know the locks or one of yeah. the things they have to get by, and it's two, ten, and eleven for the amount of eyes, fingers, and toes. <laughs> eyes, fingers, toes. <laughs> two, two, ten, yeah, eleven. Cause, yeah, because Fester couldn't remember the last number. Yeah, it's eyes, fingers, toes. <laughs> so so yes, yeah, so that is is my second good. 
And I'll just say my my last good. Um, we'll go back to just the the train sequence. I, I I in my notes I called it Gomez's coping train set. Okay. Because because, <laughs> because apparently he only goes to his train set when he's upset, and the family right. knows this. And again, just all the bits that you mentioned before, like like the little person in there, they never explain like how physics work with it. Because it's like two act, like two actual trains, but it's a model. Yeah. It's shaking the whole house. There's the oh, guy yeah. inside. Does this exist in its own like f- physical realm? Of... Even at, even at one point, Wednesday goes, he's got the diesel. <laughs> like... Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So so the, I'll go with the train bit for my third good. Odd, what are your Oz, What are your two bads? Well, just one more co- comment. Oh, like, sure, sure. I I love that Raul Julia played this the way he wanted to play it. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few episodes of the show and John Aston as, as Gomez Adams. Um, like I was just reading as you were talking, like he even based his Gomez Adams on like Groucho Marx. Hmm. There's a lot of like, I feel like there's a lot of Bugs Bunny in yeah. the original Gomez Adams, which Raul Julia doesn't play that way. Like he plays it like I'm Raul Julia. I'm going to yeah. do it this way. Uh, and so, you know, I really, I really respect that decision too of like, they're not trying to go like beat for beat. We have to make these characters the same outside of just, we just need to make sure they look the same, but we'll sure, it's, out. Yeah. It's not an imitation. It's an escalation. Yeah. And so I really, I really enjoy that because I think it in the sixties, you could base it on Groucho Marx and people would still get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like in the nineties, I don't think there's enough people familiar with Groucho Marx to really, I think it would have been irritating to some people. These sure. constant quips, eh? You know, just yeah. stuff like that would have it really would have worn out real quick. So, uh, my two bads, um, <clears throat> really, pretty much all the non Adams characters, yeah. um, in the movie. Uh, you know, Dan Hedaya does he does a fine job, like, but even he's just there, like, sure. um, you know, and so pretty, you know, some of the interactions were fun. Um, some of them were just a little ham-handed and, yeah, but, um, yeah, like, like, you know, mustache twiddling. From, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like the Adams is yes, technically they're bad people because, but they really keep to themselves yeah. outside of Gomez constantly taunting the judge with golf balls. But, but really we, we see them keep to themselves. Um, and so to see quote unquote normal people, you know, chasing after their wealth like trying to paint the go that the adams is as bad people it's like no everybody else is the bad people um and so the non-adams characters are, are my first bad my sure. second one is we talked again pre like the plot's just super thin like yeah <laughs> you know it's a we we need an hour and a half showcase of the adams family mm-hmm. um but we have to have we got to give them something to do sure oh so, here you go. Um, yeah, it's and again, it's similar to last week's The Brady Bunch movie, where right. you know it's it's about the Bradys. It's in the title, right? And it's like okay, we're gonna slap something together for them to do some kind of through line, right? And they had a feeling there was a sequel coming um, mm-hmm. because you know with Morticia being pregnant, which is no shock considering these two were all over each other. The entire movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, just like Mike, Mike and Carol from Yeah, Brady exactly. <laughs> the only difference is this one actually culminated in a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> they're not interrupted right um and uh well it, they they could have been interrupted they just didn't stop <laughs> yeah, yeah they wouldn't have cared <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um but it's like you know the adams family values it that movie holds up it's uh have you it's been a long time since i've seen well, it no, it's got joan cusack in it yeah and, it's got and joan just cusack. about anything with joan cusack is, is yeah. great and, i remember the vi- yeah i remember the it, villains and that being better than the villains in this yeah movie. and it's and it's even more fish out of water as they send the kids off to camp yeah <laughs> and so um you know and they've got the baby but it it is fun i think yeah they bring everybody back too. carol kane is in the movie i think she where'd carol kane yeah she took over as grandma carol kane did um and so it's it's just a fun movie overall. So yeah, Joan Cusack uh, seducing Fester. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So those are those are my two. Those are my two. Uh, my two bads, as as we mentioned before, uh, MC Hammer was commissioned to write a song for this movie, and MC Hammer was never very talented. He just no. kind of stumbled into a couple of popular songs, and he was a good yeah. bat boy for the Oakland A's. Yeah, it was. He was a great bat boy. 
you know, put those mm-hmm. dancing skills to use there. Legitimate good dancer, but yeah. not, yeah. not a Well, that's exactly what they, you know, that's, that is kind of the, you know, long-held secret that I know about. I don't know if you do, but becoming a bat boy in Major League Baseball is a gateway to um, hip-hop. Yeah, it is. It was a direct through line that Jay, mm-hmm. Jay-Z started off as a bat boy. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Donald, or, you know, Donald Glover. He was a bat boy. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne bat was boy. a bat boy for the Atlanta Braves baseball team. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> long, long line of bat boys turned rappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Successful rappers. Yep. Too, <laughs> so, short. Yeah, so, <laughs> too, too short. Too <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for the first bad MC Hammer songs. We can keep going with this, but like yeah, oh, we, that's why I stopped. Just, 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 just naming done. rappers for for the next half an hour. <laughs> Too short. <laughs> Sean Paul. That's right. Yeah, Trench from Naughty by Nature. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, my second bad is the stereotype of of German psychiatrists. They're all Freud. They all use Freudian all terms, of them. So all, they all, all do, of them. and it extends to like any mental health clinician. You know, they they yeah. they all are Freudian followers. They all speak like Freud. They all use Freudian terms. Well, it's it's it just bothers it's la- me. Yeah, it's lazy writing. It's yeah. like psychiatrists. Oh, Freud. Oh, well, everyone knows Freud. So let's make Ev- it a Freud. You know, everything is psychoanalytic. Because yeah. I remember how excited. You know, Excited is probably an understatement. How excited you got in Batman Begins when they referenced Jungian blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, when like, oh Killian somebody who's Murphy. someone who's not Freud. <laughs> exactly. I remember that conversation. You know, we we'd watched it and he did like Killian Murphy Scarecrow made a reference to you know Jungian philosophies or whatever. You know, I don't remember exactly, but you were like Carl Jung, like you were like wow. <laughs> Everything's not phallic. That's you know. <laughs> Carl Young also a bat boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle Mariners, I think. No, he was Toronto Blue Jays. He wasn't. He wasn't American. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he went. There's no hip hop in the you know, and there wasn't yeah, as yeah, much hip hop in the industry in Canada. So it's, he had to it's go two lines. You, you either you either go into into psychology or or hip hop. Those, those are the two right. through lines. Yeah, from, I don't remember. He was boy. either Montreal Expos or the Toronto Blue Jays, but either way, I think I think it was Montreal because the silent J and Young. That's true. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> my second bad is uh, wait, wait, no, those those were my two bads. Yeah, 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 yeah those were my two bads. <laughs> that was it. So yeah, we had MC Hammer and the stereotype of German psychiatrist. So hey, Oz, what's your one huh for the Adams family? Um, have the Adamses ever been arrested? <laughs> it seems like the only relationship he has with the judge is just being neighbors but yeah. come on let's not kid ourselves like as fun loving as a family they are for us to watch the first thing we see them do is dump like boiling water or something <laughs> on top of one of the Christmas carolers like uh-huh. there's no there's no way this family is getting away with a fraction of the things they are in this movie without the law being involved at some point so it's just my hunch. Like, I'm guessing their property is kind of like like the was it the Reedy Conservation Area down in Florida, yeah, where it's like exactly. like the Disney property. Like they this just, is your they, jurisdiction. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Adams is is like the Vatican. Like nope, yeah. this is our own country. <laughs> yeah, their this own country. Our... It's it's like point one six by by like point two exactly. miles. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it's like how 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 are the police not getting involved with any of the stuff? So that's my huh. I mean it's whatever thinly veiled but sure. it's like like hmm, a lot of a lot of things going on here with no police involvement so what about you what do you got oh god i got several options here let's go with um near the end when Mort- morticia goes back to confront fester mm-hmm. about what's going on she just walks right up to the door whereas previously oh, yeah. when they when they went out to look for uh, for wednesday they got stopped at the gate so, how did Morticia get to the door? Maybe they took the chains down because the message was sent. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe she vamped out and just flew over the gate as a bat. Mm-hmm. So, several, I will say, several of my other possible huzz we've, we already talked about, so I didn't want to double-use them. Like, how does, oh. like, how does everyone, how does 
Gordon so quickly convince everyone he's Fester? How does Margaret understand it? Why yeah. MC Hammer? And the passenger yeah. on Gomez's train were all possible laws. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah. Well, so how, that, did, how did she get past the gate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Maybe, I'm sure there's got to be another way into the to the Adams. Yeah. Also involves a moat. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there is. <laughs> and a gondola. Yeah. <laughs> I should put the hat on. And she, had to, she had to put the hat on, yeah. <laughs> Boat doesn't work if you don't have the hat on. Uh, if you don't have the gondola hat. <laughs> oh. Well, that wraps up July. That wraps up good movies based on TV shows. And Oz, and we, you and I both work in school, so yeah, the beginning of the we, school year we, is ticking away, yeah, here, my friend. We are returning to school next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, about three weeks. We go, yeah, like three weeks from today I go back. Mm-hmm. And you go, you return next week, right? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're doing there too, Oz. We're returning <laughs> <laughs> to school. We, yeah, we are going to, we're going to shift our theme for August to... Returner movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what by say does does that mean, Oz? Uh, this constitutes every movie covered this five week month. We've, we've got, we got two, five weeker. Another five weeker. Uh, every movie this month must have the word "return" in the title. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. You just made a change as well. I I'm not sold uh, on that change just yet. Okay, I'm not. I, I, that's my wild card through the month. I can't decide. <laughs> um, so that one's uh, I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. But we are going to uh, we're going to kick off next week, next month, and their new theme with easily one of my favorite horror one of films. one of your probably top five favorites, if not just favorite one of my favorite films in general. Yeah. Um, something we covered somewhat recently on my other podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you had a great <laughs> time with it. Which is fine because I'm going to watch it again. Like even my <laughs> wife would say, "What are you guys doing next to watch month? this movie?" Yeah, not that I need an excuse to watch a movie, but yeah, this one. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, the unof- one of the unofficial sequels to Night of the Living Dead. We're going to be covering Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> oh, um, what a great movie! Oh, I love this movie so much. Great! It's so much fun. <laughs> It hurts. <laughs> I love the perform. I'm jumping ahead. I perform. I love the performance by the guy who played Frank. He's just oh, yeah. wailing. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the the attention to like even like medical detail in this movie is is really impressive. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Just kind of quick. John Russo helped George Romero make Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. and when they split up. Um, they each owned part of the rights. And so the way the story goes is they no longer really wanted to continue making these movies together because they only they had their own good ideas. Um, and so how they agreed to it was Romero could go off and make his movies and he got to continue making them based on time of day. Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. and then Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Whereas Russo, Russo got to continue making his movies, but he got the Living Dead part, mm. which is why Night of the Living Dead has both the day reference, like the time of day reference, and the word living, and then it splits. Romero doesn't get to use living anymore, and Russo doesn't get to use the day, the time of day frame. So that's that was kind of their amicable split, so that people didn't confuse the two of them. Mm. Um, but yet they both. They both reference that original subject material, which yeah. is which is what makes it fun because you almost see like two splintered routes of sequels. Romero has made several sequels. There are several Return of the Living Dead sequels mm-hmm. as well, and they all kind of follow in that storyline. Uh, so we're going to be watching Return of the Living Dead next week, uh, a movie that could only be made in the eighties, like yes. like this. You know, I mean this. 1968 was the original, so we're looking at, you know, 16, I think like 16, I don't what, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was I sometime. I, I want to say 85. I think yeah, I was thinking like 85 as well. So you're looking at like 17 years later, mm-hmm. um, but man, they, they harnessed every, every power they could of the 80s for this movie. Um, it's got an awesome soundtrack. It's 
you know, just it's got movie punks. Um, I and it and it's as it's as vastly different of what Romero's zombies are. So they really do split here. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this movie. I'm so excited. Yeah, this this whole month coming up, we got a wide variety of genres that we're hitting. We really well. do. We got horror. We potentially got uh, sci-fi. We got fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got martial we've arts. Got martial arts. Yeah. So we we we're we're really uh, spraying all fields here with yeah. We we really are movies. Yeah. So, um, but excited, definitely excited. So for the this whole month, like I said, yeah, I the reason I keep flip flopping on my second pick is because the, yeah. the other four are so solid. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't want a dud. I don't want to lay a dud down there somewhere. I have changed it t- twice. Okay, you you see this one, but I've changed it once from the original one, and I I don't know. We'll figure it out. So yeah, we'll um, get there. but yeah. Return of the Living Dead for next week as we are kicking off our return to school month, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> we've got, uh, like, Peoria Public Schools, they start back August 2nd. When? August 2nd. Kids start back then? Yep. Kids oh, start man, back August 2nd. They didn't get out till like, June 5th or something like that. Oh, wow. That's a... Okay. Yeah, they changed, they changed to an extended school year. So they're doing, you know, it's not a, it's not year round, but they're, they modified it to an extended school year. I'm not really sure okay. why. It wouldn't surprise me just to help keep some of these kids off the streets a little bit over sure. the summer, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Return of the Living Dead next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Social media wise, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There is a link to Patreon down below. So if you're listening to Lyle, just click that link. And it will take you through where you need to go. If not, I'm sure I'm sure you know someone on the show that can walk you through if yeah. that's what you're wanting to do. Um, we we need to get some back catalog episodes recorded too. We do. It's yes, been, it's been a little bit. We're going to start losing Patreon subscribers. Uh-oh. That's the only reason. It's the only reason they subscribe. Only reason is for the back the the behind the paywall episodes. Um, but I don't have anything else. You got anything else to send off with? No, it's been a great month, and I look forward to uh, our return month uh, in August. Yeah. The rest of the year looks solid. Yeah. Looking, yeah. I'm like, yeah. What, about that fun. time, we got to start, start shaping up 2024. I know, right? We got a lot of a lot of options down there. Yeah, we just, by the way, we just finished episode 91. Mm. So, On the road to 90,000. Yeah, that's right. We are closing <laughs> in on magic number 100. And from mm-hmm. what I've heard in the podcast community, that's when the magic happens. Yep. <laughs> Once you get through those first two years of episodes, yeah, then it's like field of dreams out there. That's when the money starts rolling that's in. That's right. Right. People are going to start wanting, you know, we're going to start getting companies like, hey, will you start advertising for our mattresses? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost President's Day. <laughs> we need somebody to sell mattresses for us. Yeah, that's coming soon. We'll get those affiliate affiliate ads yeah. going to where <laughs> I always I've always felt bad, um, li- like because like Conan needs a friend. It's yeah. part of the gig. I get that, you know. But I always feel bad when you're listening to a podcast of somebody with clout like Conan, yeah, you know who uh, who's got more money than he'll, he'll ever need, and then you know they got to take a break to for him to read a mattress ad. <laughs> Although I yeah. do like how Conan does it, he still, oh, he's yeah. still, there's still a bit to it. Oh yeah, they have fun with it for sure, and I'm glad that they get that leeway because yeah, um, it just it just feels weird. Like yeah. um, like on our way down to va- yeah, on our way to vacation, we listened to one episode of the Office Ladies podcast with mm-hmm. Angela Kinsey and uh, Jenna Fisher. And same thing, like they're rejoicing and having a great time and talking about all these memories and having so much fun. And then they, they break to like read an ad for Chipotle or something. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, it just feels like no one's yeah. above capitalism. Like, yeah. but we are, we get to have a show. We don't advertise anything. So. <laughs> This show is not brought to you by Mentos, the fresh maker. <laughs> oh, but no, that that wraps up episode 91. Mm-hmm. Wraps, wraps up our two-month block on movies based on TV shows. 
And uh, we, yeah, we got five more months this year with some good titles coming, folks. Yep. Keep Real tuning good. in. Yeah. yeah, sure. So uh, for another episode of Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week.